Welcome to the Lion's Tribe. I am Pastor Jimmy Udukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. We're still on the Good Shepherd. Say the Good Shepherd. Let's turn to Psalm 23, verse 2. Of verse Psalm 23. And we, we, we started looking at this. And the beautiful thing about God is he is inexhaustible. And the revelation that comes from spending time with him, you can read the same line that you've read for 20 years. And then something else pops out. And it's like, but it's the same Psalm 23. I've read it before, but I've never seen it like this. Psalm 23 says, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. Somebody say, my shepherd. Whatever you're going through, because you see, listen, live life long enough, life will life. Life, as the people in my generation will say, life be lifing sometimes. Live life long enough and life happens to us all. My daddy always said, everybody must have an anchor in life that you hold on to. Because surely the winds of life will come. The Bible says the wind came and the storm blew, but the house built on the rock stayed. We must have an anchor. And so when you find yourself in the storms of life, just say to yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then we we went to verse 2 last week where we said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And remember that we said it is him that knows what is a green pasture. I looked at that verse again. He makes me lie down. Who makes you lie down? God, your shepherd, makes you lie down in green pastures. And I wrote... There must be something about him that makes me lie down. I can bring you. Imagine if I brought you into a very lovely house. And I said to you, welcome to the house. Let's call the house Green Pasture on Green Pasture Street. I said, welcome. Welcome to Green Pasture. Come in. And you look in this house. And it's very nice. And I say, make yourself comfortable. Lie down. Relax. The first thing most people will do, if you've never been there before, is look at the one that is speaking. Right? To try to determine the one speaking, does he have the authority to tell me to lie down and relax? Because, by chance, the person is the houseboy of the house, posing 
as the owner and tells you to lie down and you take your shoe off. You lie down. When the owner comes, you and the house boy. But if you come to the house of green pastures and you see me open the door with my key and I walk around like I know the place. You know, there's a way that someone behaves. You know that they know the... If you're driving in a car, by the way somebody's driving, you can tell whether they've been to where they're going before. Right? If they're very comfortable, or you can tell they've been driving for a long time. So if they're very comfortable, turn on the radio. Bros, how far are you? There's a confidence that you have that, ah, he knows where we're going. But if he enters and he's using two hands to try to adjust the gear, Bros, you don't, you don't drive this car before. Ah, Bros, why did they ask me a question? Do you know where we are going? You sabi the road. Ah, bros, now you be driver. I, you yourself cannot rest because the person driving has displayed that he does not know where he is going. So when the Bible says that he maketh me lie down in green pastures, in other words, there is something about his presence that gives me peace. Are you with me? There is something about his presence that gives me peace that makes me to rest. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. Exodus 33 verse 14. Moses and God are having a conversation. And he's having a conversation with God. And he says this. God, he's like, listen, I'm not going. Who's going to, how are we going to do this? You say, I'm going, okay, how we, how we, this is PJ's paraphrased version. If you're not going, I'm not going. So just now we're doing this thing, right? And look at what he says in Exodus 33 verse 14. Put it up. He says, my presence will go with you. My presence. The peace of my presence will go with you. And when the peace of my presence goes with you, what will happen? I will give you rest. You cannot be in the presence of God and not have rest. Uh Uh-oh. Pastor, what are you saying? I'll say it again. You cannot be in the presence and not have If you are finding it difficult to rest, it might be an indication of how much time you are spending in his. It got very quiet in here. He maketh me lie down. His presence brings me peace. And his peace brings me rest. 
So, Pastor, are you saying that storms will not? No, 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 no. Life will life. Life be lifing. Life will happen. He did not say there will not be trouble. But he says, I will be your very present help in the times of trouble. Let's look at Mark 4. Mark 4 verse 35 to 39. I want to read something to you. We're still on hate making me lie down. Are you still with me? Mark 4. 35 to 39. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other time. I'm um, to the other side. Who said to them? Jesus. Jesus was with his disciples, and Jesus, I'm going to substitute Jesus or he with our shepherd. On the same day when evening had come, your shepherd said, Let us, the shepherd said, Let us cross over to the other side. He did not question if they would get to the other side. He said, let us cross over. In other words, whatever you encounter or you are encountering will not stop you from getting to the other side. I don't know what the situation is right now, but what Whatever the situation is, you are getting to the other. Understand that the shepherd knows the terrain. A shepherd does not lead the sheep to a terrain that is unknown. The shepherd is responsible for the protection, for the direction of the sheep. So if the shepherd has said, let us cross over to the other side, nothing in this journey will stop you from crossing over to the other side. No obstacle is obstacle enough to stop the shepherd from ensuring that you will get to the other side. Tell your neighbor, I'm getting to the other side. He said, let us cross over to the other side. Look at verse 36. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took who? They took him, the shepherd, your shepherd, along in the boat as he was. See, in life, we will have different boats, but it matters who is in your, your boats. It says there were many boats, but they took him in their boats. Whatever is happening in life, make sure the shepherd is in your boat. Because as long as the shepherd is in your boat... You are crossing to the other. They took him along in the boat as he was. 
And other little boats were also with him. Look at 37. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already listen a windstorm arose do not be alarmed when windstorms arise it does not stop the fact that this windstorm will not stop you from getting to the other side I'll take it a step further if the shepherd has said you will get to the other side then this windstorm must have a purpose. If the shepherd has said you are crossing to the other side, then this windstorm must have a a purpose. It says that the windstorm arose to the point that the boat was already filling. For somebody listening to me, it feels like you are in a boat. And the boat is already filling. But do not be alarmed. Do not forget that the shepherd is inside your... And if the shepherd is inside your boat, he maketh me lie down. Anywhere he leads me to must be a green. So if this storm is coming, it must serve the purpose of my green pasture. Are you with me? It says it was already filling. Now, now, now I want you to see what happens in the next verse. It says it was already filling. Sorry, I lost my place. Right. And what happened? But he, who was he? The shepherd. (laughs) Please read that with me. He was in the stern. What was he doing? Sorry. Can we paint a picture? They are in a boat. The boat is doing like this. Water is entering. And the shepherd is sleeping. It's either one or two things. It's either he is so oblivious to what is happening that he does not know what is happening? Or, even in his sleep, he's still in control. It's, it's one or two things. It's either he's oblivious, or even in what seems to be sleep, he's still in control. Remember those lions I told you about? That were seemingly sleeping. But when I moved too close, what I thought was sleep 
He did me like film trick. And they dared to say, try and see if we are not in control of this situation. Listen, remember I said, listen, remember I said, if the shepherd has said, you are getting to the other side, then the wind must have a purpose. The wind was blowing. The boat was rocking. Please, what do you do when you want to get a baby to sleep? For those who have had babies, when you want to get them to sleep, what do you do? The very action that was causing the disciples to panic was the very action That storm has a purpose. The Bible says Jesus was asleep. Put it back. On a... In other words, when someone has a pillow, that means that sleep was not an accident. He had prepared for the sleep. So much so, as he was entering boat, he said, hey, uh, Peter, please, uh, that pillow, bring it. Because he that keepeth Israel does not slumber nor sleep. He who knows the end from the beginning knew that there was a sweet storm that would help him sleep well. He knew that there's a certain rhythm that the boat will rock. So in preparation for the rocking of the boat, say please, Yami Pillow, bring it. Bring it. He was asleep on a and they woke him and said to him, they woke him. He was in the, the rhythm was rhythm in. They woke him and said to him, Teacher, isn't it interesting that two people can be in the same situation, experiencing the same thing, but having two completely different outcomes? Because for them, this was a life-threatening situation. For Jesus, it was a redeeming rocking boat sleep situation. They woke him and they said, do you not care that we are dying? I don't think sleeping looks like dying. <laughs> that we are perishing. Look at the next verse. You have to put it up for the next verse. Thank you. <laughs> Want to read? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, and said to the sea, and said to the sea, peace be. 
you cannot be in the presence of peace and not experience peace. You cannot have the shepherd in your boat and be carrying peace. Because if peace is there, then you will sleep in the midst of the storms. If you are not sleeping in the midst of your storm, you are not focusing on your shepherd. You know, there's a saying, it's 11 o'clock, we're going to stop here. Man, it was just getting good. There's a saying, you know, I heard it. For fathers, they say to the children, if I don't panic, then don't panic. When there's trouble and kids start looking at their fathers, as long as he's okay, everything is okay. But when daddy starts to panic, then that means there's a problem. Then everybody starts to panic. I have heard stories of what's happening in the Middle East and it's very sad where parents with their kids in the midst of a war, bombs are going off. I heard a story of a man, he had rushed his kids into a shelter out of sleep in their house and there were terrorists outside and he blocked the door and he took a screwdriver and he put his helmet on to block the door and his kids were, and he looked at them and smiled and laughed and said, oh, it's okay because he knew I cannot signal that there is a problem. And quite heroically, they shot through the door. He held on to the door. But what he was focused on giving his children in the moment of chaos was peace. In the midst of your storm, keep your eyes on the shepherd of your soul. In the midst of the chaos, if your shepherd is sleeping, he must be in control. He says in Hebrews 4 that you must labor to enter into rest. You must labor. You must work. You must be intentional to enter into your rest. Rest is available. In his presence there is peace. But what you must be intentional to do is keep your eye on the shepherd of your soul. Because as long as he's in your boat, you are going to the other side. As long as he's the shepherd of your soul, you are going to the other side. Even though he feels like the boat is filling up, as long as the shepherd is in control, looking onto Jesus, keep your eyes on, he is the author. And he's the 
author. He is the one that inspires you. He is the one that has written everything. He is the embodiment of everything that you need to have faith. The author and the finisher. Not only is he the one that is the embodiment of it, he is the one that will finish it. The author and the of your let us rise. Look at your neighbor. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. Look at another neighbor. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. Look at your other neighbor. Tell your neighbor, he maketh me. My shepherd maketh me. Lie down in green pastures. I have the peace of my shepherd. So I will lie down in rest. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for those who have made those confessions with their mouths. And we thank you because you honor. You said where two or three touch and agree over a thing, it is established. Father, we thank you for those who are streaming online on all the different social media platforms who are part of our online community. We thank you that there is no distance in the spirit. So for even for them, we come into agreement and we say that it is so. We say that it is so. And Father, we come against the spirit of death. You see, the devil is angry. He's upset because of what God is doing. In the span of a week, I heard about three major close call accidents. The devil has already lost. He's come too late. We plead the blood of Jesus over your household, over your children, over your family members both near and far as long as they are in the expanse of the earth because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof wherever they are we plead the blood of Jesus no evil shall see them no plague shall come near their dwelling place in Jesus name we speak protection over you this week We speak the peace of the shepherd over you this week. We silence every accuser. Every naysayer. Every voice that is speaking against you. We thank God because the blood of Jesus speaks. Our high priest is sitting at the right hand of the father making intercession. Over you and I. So we silence every accusatory tongue and we silence them with the blood of Jesus. Over your children, you will not mourn. For somebody here, your children or your child is in a situation. I don't know if it's here or online. A situation that they have gotten themselves into. And you are worried and it has robbed you of your sleep. 
for your child I hear mercy speaks. For your child I hear mercy speaks. And even now we speak the peace of the Lord. How, Pastor, the hearts of kings are in God's hands. He says, I will have mercy on who I choose to have mercy. I will show compassion where I choose. Over that matter, mercy speaks. Mercy prevails. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. We seal it under the blood. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.